Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And a win. Another win. Let's go. 4-2 over the Mets. Mr. Cody Del Mendo. Why do we even have he's my a very happy hero. man? Why he's he's a happy hero. man. You don't we're need going streaking, baby. We're going, he's going streaking. He's going streaking and he's going chugging. The we're chat's been asking for it already. We're Welcome. back, baby. Welcome to everybody in the live YouTube chat. We appreciate you. Please subscribe to our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. It's the best way to enjoy the full experience because on win nights, you get to see Cody drink from this dirty, <laughs> filthy, okay. probably contaminated plastic bat with beautiful Goose Island beer. First off, it's not disgusting. I rinse it out. He rinses it a little bit occasionally. No, like literally after every time we get to do this. So what, 21 times or a little less than that because I haven't been here for every win. But We got CHGO gear on today. Cody's wearing pants. We're (laughs) going to chug beers, or at least he is. Um, And a a nice win. It was the revenge game for Marcus Stroman. Right, Ooh, we buddy. had we yeah. had home runs. We had good defense, mm-hmm. and most importantly, back to back wins over the Mets. They're going to win the series. They go for the big sweep coming up on Thursday, which we'll be here for the pre and post game show tomorrow as well. So don't miss that. Uh, if you subscribe and you listen to this in podcast form on uh, Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you hit the like, give us a nice uh, five-star review, all those beautiful things. We appreciate it. Hit the, uh, like button on the YouTube channel. I see 32 of you have done that already. And we've got over a hundred people jumping in to celebrate this Cubs win. Uh, Shane Newbank says, hashtag club dub. I saw that, uh, somebody in the chat already was questioning why nobody had Marcus Stroman and who you got. That's because we declared no pitchers. As yeah. a new rule about three weeks ago uh, for who you got it. Ron said it, yeah. And Ron, nobody's allowed to take a pitcher and who you got yeah. it. It's only no a more. hitting contest and defensive Corey, contest and Corey vibes kept, contest. Corey kept complaining too much about it, so we just decided that it's fine. We, nobody wants to hear Corey complain. <laughs> and so so we were finally like, okay, enough. We heard him. Yeah. No more pitchers. But we have not banned the Goose Island beer chug yet. And Cody last night was, I believe, 15.6 seconds. 15.3. 15.3. All right. And the pour was so much better tonight compared to last night. This is this is how this is how you manifest an 88 win season like I predicted at the beginning of the year, guys. You get pours like this. All right. That's a beauty. And Don't you start pit- it yet. And you get pitching performances from Marcus Stroman like he did tonight. Uh, I remember Strowman's uh, two starts ago from Strowman. Uh, it was his probably his worst start of the year. Uh, people in the chat were pissed. People were saying this guy this and this guy that. I understand on social media he says whatever he wants to say. He's very outspoken. People don't agree with everything he says. But the guy has been great this year. And, uh, you know, you know, guys are going to have duds. Uh, tonight he gave you the revenge game. Like This was a, I took that personally, revenge game. Mm-hmm. You know what he thinks about Mets fans. You know Hates what he em. thinks about the, the the entire state of New York, basically. Greatly New York dislikes City. it. Doesn't like it at all. And he went out there, a beautiful historic Wrigley Field tonight, and uh, shoved it down their throats. He threw one mistake. Unfortunately, there was a guy on base. Uh, one mistake to Francisco Alvarez, and uh, after that, he was electric. As a matter of fact, before we get to the beer chug, it was earned because of Marcus Stroman, the DraftKings king of the night, Ooh, we declare. Let's go. Let's go. 88 pitches, eight innings, two earned runs, four hits, 17 outs on the ground. Mm-hmm. Gets out of that. The eighth inning was really key at the end because as as well as he had pitched, as dominating as he had been, a home run still would have cost him the game. Yeah. You know, or another base the, runner the, could have cost him a game. So first and third, one out, and he gets the big double play to the double play machine. Like we said in the in the offseason, they're gonna just they're gonna be like Hoover vacuums out there just sucking up ground Dames balls and throwing them over to, to first. Mash. Bing, yep. bang, boom, out of the inning, and, and then a few four letter words from Strowman over to the Mets dugout. I won't I, repeat it. Can I repeat but it? But he is the king of the night. <laughs> I'll just say, he said, I'm that motherfucker, baby. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Did it, you see the Jordan Bastion tweet 
which got our Brendan Miller, you know, all lathered up, of course. Jordan Bastian tweeted out, 53 sinkers, 60% of the pitches tonight from Stroman were sinkers. That's up from 41% sinkers this season. It's the most sinkers he's thrown in one outing since a game back in 2018. And when you look at that heat map, which you can see if you go to the YouTube feed, if you're listening to this later uh, in podcast form, everything is bottom corner, bottom corner. There's like one pitch in the middle of the plate. There's nothing up in the zone, zero. He's got a few pitches on the outside, but he is that bottom L of the strike zone. Mm -hmm. He's just painting it, painting it, painting it, pitch after pitch after pitch with and, sinker, and that's and, why he was so successful. And uh, the, the thing that we always talk about with him, even though he does get a lot of swing and miss, not as much tonight, but uh, he's had starts where he has, the guy tops out at 91, 92. Yeah. It's not like he's overpowering. He got a lot five of foot soft seven, five ground foot seven. balls tonight. Yeah. Dude, just like, I, I get it. Like, a lot of people don't like the guy because of his personality and all this stuff, uh, but – I give respect where respect's due, man. He's been nothing but lights out this year, honestly, outside of a few starts. Uh, people said this guy's a number three starter. He has showed up to be, if not the ace, the next tier below Justin Steele, if you want to call Justin Steele the ace. Uh, they, I, don't both care, been I don't care which guy you want to call the ace. They've been 1A, 1B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 1A, 1B. The, they are not the reason the Cubs are 22 and 26. And Smiley's uh, <laughs> been two. <laughs> yeah, 1A, 1B, and Smiley's been two. All right. Let's do the chug. People are in the chat. Oh, you want that? People in the chat are, they're saying their time. Someone said like 14 seconds. That's what they're banking on. Give the people what they want. I think that was vanilla chill. Stopwatch ready. Here we go. Uh, We've seen a lot of people trying to guess this. Ron wants to know when we see Luke sip a beer. For all you know, this could be a pocket pilsner. It it could be. Ah, That's good three. Ready when you guys are. This beer chug is for the Stro Show. Nico, we go. Uh, Mike, talk. Talk, Talkman again, Talkman, two hits tonight. Two hits. Saya in the clutch. Uh, lighter. Lights out, lighter. Yes. Uh, and vibes in the chat. Double play and, Dansby combo. Yes. Uh, and we're going streaking, baby. Saya homer. Saya didn't homer. He had a oh, double. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. It was Nico. Nico's the only one to hit a homer for us. Though. I'm making the game even better than it was. Say I had a great this game, is, too. This <laughs> is my favorite part where Cody makes his dedications before the... <laughs> This is for vibes, baby. This is how this is how you uh, this is how you celebrate wins. All right. James Ward says thirteen point seven, and when the first sip, <sighs> okay, here we go. Let's touch the lips. Uh oh, I did it wrong. Oh, my, I screwed up the timer. I'm glad we got one on the screens going good. Boom, he's done. That is a record for you. Isn't Ten. It? Ten five. Yeah. Ten wow. five one. Wow. Wow, I, I, I hit that's some actually weird a good button number. and it, it didn't start. Let's go. Ten Not five. only are the Cubs under, back, I'm back. He's Let's go. under 15. <laughs> Is that the first one under 11? Yeah. I don't I think you've ever so. been under 11. Yeah. I, wow, vibes. <laughs> I've been here for vibes. two of your records now. <laughs> that's something. I, All right. Maybe Steven's all we needed. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Joey, even with the uh, Dracula fangs, even, <laughs> you know, shotgunned that beer that fast. Gerard, the super chat, 20 bucks. Thanks, man. Go Cubs, go. Go Chug, go. Go Cody, go. Hashtag vibes. Hashtag what you forgot is hashtag vibe with us. Everyone in the chat is saying, and Hendo is back. Is it is it being announced that Kyle Hendricks is going to pitch tomorrow? Saturday, or? maybe? Maybe. I'll look uh, it up. Chuggo lives. <laughs> I mean, Where were you ti- whenever I broke be, the record? It's supposed to be Tyone tomorrow. Oh, I got a timer going off. What is up? <laughs> What's going on with my phone? Did you set an alarm instead of a stop, stopwatch? I don't know what I did. I bet you did. No, like, I got seven uh, the seconds. One, the one thing that up. sucks about these chugs is sometimes, like, after I'm done, my body, like, I start sweating. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I, it's part of, like... Let me tell you. Like, I, I don't know I, what it is. I will tell you. Cody was doing the 312 chugs, which we love all Goose Island beers. But since he switched to the full pocket Pilsner, this beautiful retro-looking can they've got, it is a sweet-looking can. It is a nice can. You've improved your chugs. I don't know if that's easier to chug this beer than it is a three one two, mm-hmm. or if you're just getting better. But per, per David Ross, Kyle Hendricks will start tomorrow. 
Whoa. Yeah, MLB.com is already showing a two. Carlos Carrasco versus Kyle Hendricks. Whoa, so they're skipping Tyone, and they're going right to Hendo. Yep, and they're moving Tyone to Saturday, it looks like. Give him a little extra. All right. Well, let me change the rundown here, Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so tonight's game. I would say the the going into the game, I th- I would say a lot of people were frustrated about the lineup. No one was. No, well, first off, I didn't expect Master Boney. Master Boney batting second. second. What? Yeah. And you know, then you had Barnhart in there, which even though we've explained over and over why Barnhart's in there, because uh, Gomes can't start every day, he's in there. So you got Master Boney and Barnhart in the lineup. So obviously, every everyone is freaking out. Um, and, uh, I kind of explained on Twitter that, Hey, they're trying to get Sanga's pitch count up because the guys that like master Boney and the guys right behind them all are really good at, they all have really good play approaches. They're trying to up the pitch count. And, uh, that's basically what happened. That's how they got Sanga out after right. five. And, um, they should have, they should have had, um, they should have had more than four runs tonight. Uh, thank God Stroh was as great as he was. Cause when they didn't score with two with two guys on and no outs, I think in that fifth inning, fourth or I, what fifth is it? Whatever inning, I want to say it's the fifth. Um, to extend that three to two lead, I was like, this might loom large. Yeah, it was. And, it was like split innings, right? It was like the yeah. third and the fifth, maybe. Yeah. First and second, nobody out, and they didn't score. And the, and you had the top time. of the lineup coming up. You had. Because they walked Mervis, they walked Barnhart, and then they had Nico, uh, Master Boney, and Swanson. Nico strikes out. I think Boog said on the broadcast it was only the fifth time he struck out on a fastball in the zone all season. Um, Master Boney, first pitch, hits a pop-up out to short, which was brutal. It's basically like striking out. Uh, and then with two outs, Swanson... I don't remember what he did, but he didn't drive the runs in. So when that happened, I started to get a little nervous because it's like that's when the sweat started. Usually, usually when you don't capitalize on those opportunities, it comes back to haunt you. Didn't haunt the Cubs tonight. They've been haunted by that kind of thing over the last two, three weeks. So it was nice that it didn't haunt them tonight. Maybe it's a gift from baseball gods. I don't know. But uh, I thought the way they answered the Mets – Whenever Alvarez hit the homer, mm-hmm. they came back the next inning and scored three, and uh, you know that that you know that's something about this team. Despite the struggles and stuff, I feel like they haven't really ever shown defeated, like as far as like how they play. I feel like that's something like you can't quantify that or anything. No, and maybe maybe. But like, like, I just feel like they Ross never gets quit. a little credit for it. Yeah, I feel like they never really quit. You don't really look at the dugout and feel like. You know, they feel like they're out of the game. And, you know, the Mets, they're coming off a loss. Alvarez hits that two-run homer uh, off Stroman in second or third inning. And the fact that the Cubs were able to come back and put three up the next inning is, uh, or in the bottom half was, was huge. And I think that was, honestly, that was probably the, obviously, run-wise, it did win them the game. But to do that right then after the Mets took the lead, Shows that there's no quit in this team. So, you know, they did they did a lot of good things with, on the offense tonight. They should have again. They should have more than four runs, but uh, you know they scored enough and they won. So what does it matter? Stroman got it done. Uh, by the way, I do want to point out that the chat is straight fire right now after a Cubs <laughs> win. We got almost 160 people live out there. Uh, we could use a few more of the likes, but I do want to point out. I had to put my readers on for a couple of five star comments here. Oh, did because Bar- of me, Barb. Who I believe has told did, did us she's in off? her 80s. Barb is always a wild card on the show. She is. And Barb said, a real fan drinks the bong water too. Uh, and then moments later, we get... Uh, <laughs> where was the next one? It was another good one. Barb really is the, the wild card. Somebody was asking for Cody to take his pants off so he doesn't sweat anymore. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I can't find it. And Barb wants to know, is Cody going to, there's Ryan coming on tonight. Take the pants off, Cody. Hashtag vibes. Hashtag no mo sweaty. <laughs> James Ward. Dude, I love the chat. I love the chat. Even when all the days y'all disagree with me and yell at me and shit. 
I love y'all. Evil Wax says, after he hit that homer, I was feeling doom and gloom, but we managed mm-hmm. to score enough to pull it out. And uh, Fussfix says, bong water is nasty. Mercy. Barb says, take his pants off. Finally, we got him to wear a pair. <laughs> what is this whole? I've leaned into the pants thing, guys. The only you want the whole you want the reason why I wore pants like jeans today. I don't want people who's listening to not think I don't wear pants because I normally wear, especially in May weather, I'm wearing shorts. Right. <laughs> my my two my two pairs of khaki shorts. I have three pairs. I have one pair left because yeah. I have now ripped both of my <laughs> both pairs of shorts. I've ripped the pant like the 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 seam the, the seam of it. Yeah, on both pairs, like in in an area that I just I can't wear them anymore. So you're either gonna have to take them to get sewn up, yeah, or you're gonna have to go get some new shorts. Yeah, and that's what I'll be doing, getting new shorts. But I couldn't do that today, so right. I well, wore and jeans, and it's today. a little chilly a little, today, right? A little cooler. So a little shot of reality. Fussfix says, I love this pod. Let's go. And it's like 50 degrees. Yeah. Cody even shaved his legs. Barb. I do not shave my Barb, legs. Barb, how old are you again, Barb? <laughs> give us the real, give us the facts. I don't, I don't like to ask a lady how old she is, but in this, it's a compliment. Yeah. Barb says, maybe if he wasn't wearing those tight Daisy Dukes, they wouldn't rip because you were in the shorts. Tyler with a super They're chat. They're normal khaki shorts, yeah, they are. bro. I will, I will, I will. Back you on that. They're just normal shorts. <laughs> what was that super chat? Tyler uh, Klein, Stroher steal in a game seven. Who you taking? Good conversation piece. We started that before we were uh, yeah. live on the show, and we were saying, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know who's the guy. I I go steal. I go steal right now, but uh, I'd probably. Call. I mean, maybe it's recent. More importantly, a game one. Yeah. I mean, game seven is pretty much just how it lines up a lot of times. Maybe maybe it's recency bias, but I'll take the guy with more experience. Hmm. A little bit more experience. I also think it depends on what team they're playing. I think Stroh really matches up against a lot of the Mets hitters tonight. So. Well, th- listen, Lighter coming in to close it out was brilliant because it was lefty, 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 and that's, I believe, his second save. And, you know, just it's just one of those weird things about baseball. The guy... The guy's stuff just is tough on lefties. Yeah. So, yes, they only have Hughes, but they do have – really, Lighter's been more effective against the lefties yeah. than even Hughes. But, man, for a guy that a lot of people wanted jettisoned off the team and out of the game of baseball, he has found his little – He's found his niche. He he's found his little corner of the team where he can be a mm. specialist, and he's been effective doing it. Yeah. So yeah, hats off to him, and off. and hats off to the Cubs for sticking with him in that role. Yeah, absolutely. I love the new bit. Lights out. L e i t s. Lights out, baby. Uh, Fernando. Lights the W. Ooh, there you go. Lights the W. Uh, Fernando, our friend for the super chat dollar ninety nine. How about jorts jean shorts last longer? Dude, I haven't worn. Jorts. What is since IG, I was what's like, IJS? Cody, I'm you just saying. Either. There you go. Okay. I'm just saying. Yep. Yeah, I haven't worn jorts literally since I was like 12. I'm not a jorts guy. No jorts. I, I've heard that jorts. Jorts are, are coming, sort of back. coming back. No, Daisy. But I don't. I, I'm good. I'm good. It's not my vibe. Bro. I think. Well, I don't know if jorts ever left. Like women can pull off jorts because yeah. they're then they can just call them Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Guys in jorts. Yeah. Listen, I don't know if I ever really understood the whole jorts thing in the first place because jeans are a little bit warmer. So if you're going to go shorts, why go jorts? Right. Um, on the on the flip side of that, I will say, damn, I want cargo shorts to make a serious comeback. Frankly, if I if I could find old pairs of them, I'd haul them out anyways because I'm to the age where I don't care. Yeah. And they're just effective. You know, we got these monster <laughs> phones. They're effective. You're dragging your keys around, your phone around, your readers around. Yeah. And it's like, you got pockets for everything. Right. I mean, I... uh, Who who needs a fanny pack when you got cargo shorts? Admittedly, I I was a big cargo shorts guy back in the day, and then I went to college and then retired them. And I will say, the moment I retired cargo shorts... Girls started saying hello to me, so <laughs> I ain't going back to cargo shorts. All right, so yeah, but what if they be? You know, listen, we have a show right now. 
that could be trend setting. We're, we're setting trends uh, by chugging beers. We're setting trends by uh, saying, is this live? We yeah. could start a trend and just start wearing cargo shorts every night and you watch those babies take off Yeah, across America. Hashtag vibe with us. We have, what says that more than a pair of cargo shorts on every show? How long have we been live, Stephen? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I feel like maybe, maybe, maybe 10 minutes of the first 20 minutes we've talked about the Cubs. And the other 10 minutes we've talked about vibes, jorts, shorts, <laughs> someone well, shaving my legs. Barb wants <laughs> Cody to work some bachelorette parties. <laughs> In his shorts. Good God. Good God. What is... <laughs> Aniran's oh. worried that Lighter's arm's going to fall off at some point. 32-year-olds don't all of a sudden figure it out. Well, I don't want to see the guy overused. That's for sure. Yeah. But at this point, if you're trying to win games... That's a good point, Niran. Well, yeah. It would be better if they could get some other arms up and not have to use them except for three batters out Every couple nights. Yeah. Like when you really but, need that situation. But the injury to Hughes has mm -hmm. thrown a wrinkle in the plans for sure. To rebuttal off that, the ass man is back with Birdie having to hit the IL. Yeah. And so Boy, I'm sure Bird, I'm sure Birdie, I wouldn't I be I won't be surprised, especially tomorrow with Hendricks starting. I won't be surprised if we see the ass man as like a piggyback option. Maybe I, I feel like they might have a pitch count for Hendricks tomorrow. Maybe 80 pitches tops. Yeah. And if well, he's unable to go very deep, tonight. you know. Yeah. Thanks to Strollman. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I, I hope we don't have to see the ass man give us five innings tomorrow. Right. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, perhaps they you if Hendricks can give him 80 some pitches and, you know, then the ass man, Javier Assad, comes in and pitches two innings, that's great. You're, you're feeling pretty good about that. Because Assad's basically jumping into what the, the Keegan Thompson role of last year was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw uh, Gary was in the on Twitter and all over the place uh, today. I see him there. He was asking about how many times can you option uh, Assad back down. It would be twice. One more time after this, but I'm. Yeah. And then Ryan confirmed that. My question would be though. This was for an injury, so I don't know if it counts as. That's true. I don't one know one of that those counts. being sent down because he's being called up for, because of an injury. So I, that's my only question: is if that yeah. also counts as we can ask Ryan when he comes on. It's interesting. He'll yeah. join us in the show. That's why you should stay. That way you can listen to Ryan. He's probably going to talk to us about Stro, and he's going to talk to us about Hendricks tomorrow, probably as well. So, um, what other things from this game stuck? Uh, I mean, lighter was great. I, I feel good for uh, Talkman first of all. Yep. Two more hits. Key gave, hits. The, gave him the lead. Uh, just feel good for the local guys. Just as yeah. bad as I feel for Birdie. Yeah. I mean, man, this guy. Injuries. injuries. Well, I mean, it's he an act. He throws the fastest pitch but... since Chapman, yeah. right, in 2016. And we're excited about the guy blasting heat. And you're like, ah, he finally made it. He finally got healthy. He's, he's tearing up in the interview the night before or the night after he comes in for the first time about how his wife has supported him and she worked two jobs to keep them afloat while he's trying to make this comeback and live his dream. And then now he had to have his appendix out today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. The guy just can't buy a break. I know it's not going to derail his season, but it's surgery. Right. That just doesn't seem fair. The only spin zone to that is, well, at least it's not his arm. No, but, yeah. you know. Right. They yeah, are, they I, are I, slicing I agree, you open, cutting part of your body out, and stitching you back up. Yeah. So I would right. assume it's a little bit of time, but um, I do. I agree. Talkman has looked good in a small sample size. It yes, it is a small sample size, but I think Cody said it correctly last night in that Bellinger has been out. Mm -hmm. They've tried some different things in center field. I don't know that Morell is the solution in center field, even though I believe the Cubs believe that his best positions are up the middle, but that's where the Cubs want to be defensively sound is up the middle. We saw it play perfectly with the double play in the eighth inning, and I think Talkman might be a better center fielder mm -hmm. than Christopher Morell. You know, he might be 
a better center field option than Velasquez. Now, I don't know about long-term, but I like what I've seen in a small sample size from the kid from Frem. Yeah, I mean, right now, I you know, I tweeted today, uh, Talkman looks like someone who I feel like can be that fourth outfielder. When Bellinger comes back, they should keep, honestly, they should keep Talkman on the roster as a bench guy. One, because they don't have a lot of lefties anyway. You know, yeah. it, out of the everyday players, it's Bellinger, Mervis. I guess you can throw in Barnhart because he, you know, he's going to play. You know he's going to play. Not every day, but you know he's going to be in the lineup. Um, and any and Hap when they face righties. So, you know, three, four guys. Now off the bench, you got Master Boney. You got, if you have Talkman, that, you know, it's a couple lefties off the bench that are, you know, that have shown some, you know, that they've shown what they're good at in, in certain roles. Um, and Talkman, yeah, he's got some, a couple, he's, he's making an impact offensively these first three games that he's gotten starts in. Uh, and I was looking, I was looking at his numbers and he's, he's mashing righties. He was mashing righties in Iowa. He had an OPS over 900 in, in Iowa against righties. And so I think, you know, he's a guy off the bench that can come up, come up, face a right-handed pitcher. I, I don't know if it's always going to work out, but you know, you can, you know, if an injury happens, let's hope it's not with the, the knock on wood. But I think that having someone like that on your bench is valuable. And is, I, would, I would love to have Velasquez on this roster. In my opinion, he should be in this, on this roster over Nick Madrigal. And even at this point, even Edwin Rios, because, I mean, Edwin Rios is here. But he ain't even getting – he ain't playing at all. I don't know why he's here. Someone in the chat asked, why is Edwin Rios on the <laughs> roster? At this point, I don't know because they've faced some right-handed pitching and they haven't even given him a chance to start in the DH role. Uh, hell, Mancini hasn't started that much the, the, to start this week. So, there's just a lot of guys on the roster right now that are taking a guy like Nelson Velasquez's spot. I think Rios, I can't, like, I, I can't tell you anything about Rios because he's not getting any opportunities. Right. We've seen Magical get plenty of opportunities, and it is not going to offensively at least. It's not going well. So you know, like I, I don't. To me, when Bellinger returns, Talkman's got to stay, and I think you got to send Magical down or or something like that. Like I, I to me, it makes sense, and they, and they need that fourth outfielder. They really do. Because the I, chat is I, he's uh, green with you. Dub says he forgot that he was even with the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda says she agrees with me. Ron S. says he agrees with me. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Rhonda. Andrew very says rare I've hit as much as Rios has this year. I A lot of people don't like Not or, me. Andrew's a lot of people are like, like don't like Rios or just completely out on him. And it's like, how many at-bats? Has he even had 50 plate appearances this year? Like, the dude, they don't play him. Right now, he's playing about as much as Clint Frazier played last year. Yeah. That's like, pretty I, much what it's like where... Although last year the difference was we were like, play Jackson Frazier, give him a shot. Well, yeah, because we Damn just it, wanted why to... won't they play Clint Frazier? He was a highly right touted prospect that didn't right. pan out with the Yankees and you were well, Rios... and you were in a year where you were exploring and they didn't they didn't, didn't they let him go. It made right. no sense. Meanwhile, you were playing Jason Hayward every freaking day. Didn't make any sense. Um I'm looking up Edwin Rios' numbers right now. He's had twenty six plate appearances in twenty twenty three. 26. So I can't qu- say that a guy is good or not if he's he's only had 26 play appearances. Now, the I know only, he's 29. The only question but. would be whether it's Slaughter, who uh, Gary wants, or Velasquez, who you've suggested, or the chat has suggested, whoever it might be. He's had how many? 26? 26. If that's just what's available for that last roster spot, would you rather have someone like that just sitting there on the bench getting rusty or would you rather have this the young guys who you're trying to develop and find out right. they're getting more playing time at AAA? I know it's not as valuable as major league time, mm-hmm. but if that means that Morell's playing every day and that the playing time just isn't available but the guy's got to be there in case you need him, mm-hmm. I, I can see that that might be the reason that that's why he's on the roster. Well, I agree. I agree with you, Luke. Um, I would rather Edwin Rios be in that last spot on the roster than Nelson Velasquez because I care more about Nelson Velasquez long-term 
right. development. Yeah, you just don't want him coming up here not playing at all. Same right. thing for Slaughter or whoever. And that's why even when Bellinger returns, it's going to be interesting to see how they use Christopher Morel because, yeah, there's people in my Twitter mentions, there's people in the chat are like, why don't they should just play Morel DH every day? And, like, I get that like in the moment but at the same time we do need to find out if he can play some defense somewhere i we've clearly seen him be able to play defense on the infield much better than the outfield and i would like to see if he can play some third but the point is is that if you dh morell every day then you're not going to be able to play guys like mancini or rios you know what i mean and those guys have power mancini has a track record of being a very good player and he's been for the most part been pretty good for the cubs so that's that's the thing about it that kind of it doesn't necessarily concern me. It's more of just like something that I would like to see, not only for Morel's long term development, but also like you got the guy in Edward Edwin Rios who was mashing nothing but bombs in spring training, and you this team lacks power. They sh- they should play Edwin Rios more. And I'm not saying every day. I'm just saying when they face right handed pitchers, why not give the guy. An opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Well, Mancini probably needs to get a few more at bats than he's getting too. Whether it's yeah. uh, a pinch hit at bat or, uh, and then by the way, I saw a bunch of people agreeing with. And me. I didn't, I didn't even mention like wisdom. Ron as well. agrees with me. Vanilla Chill agrees with me. <laughs> Vanilla Chill always agrees with you. Thanks for agreeing. So, and Rhonda always agrees with all of us. That's why she's here because she agrees with everything. We Anybody say, else agree with me tonight? It. Just want to know. So uh, yeah, the 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 Cubs in a way have a. They have a, a problem. It's a good problem to have. They have a lot of guys that people want to see play. But once Bellinger gets back, the roster will be at full yeah. health. And, you know, like you say, and like everyone, Joe Madden said, you know, baseball always finds a way to figure itself out. The good thing about the Cubs is they do have a lot of depth and they have guys that we all want to see, which means that we all think they have potential to be good players, especially the young ones. And so it's a good problem to have. My my whole thing with the entire situation has been that at some point the Cubs are going to have to make a decision on Nick Madrigal. They they just they just have to. Nathan Weller and Evil Wax seventy three agree with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, if it came down to the last spot on the roster, would you rather have Rios or Madrigal? Rios, for sure, for sure. Yeah, just because of the power and the potential. Yeah, and. I've thought I think Mastroboni's played a solid third base whenever they put him there a little bit. I don't disagree with what you're saying. And he's given better at bats, better plate approach. He walks more. He walked two more times tonight. I know he didn't come through in that one inning where they had two guys on, but he get he gets on base. His he's he's done nothing but get on base and since coming back up. When Nico Horner went down, he's not getting a ton of hits or anything, but he, find, he gives you a good plate approach, and he gets on base. Does it, should he be hitting second in the lineup? Probably not. But he works, a, he works a count, and he can work a walk every now and then, and we've seen him get hits too. So as far as between him or Nick Magical, yeah, I'd rather have Miles Mastroboni on this roster. And then, you know, that to me, like, that's the big thing is they got to figure out something to do with Magical. Once they do that, I think the – we will probably all stop complaining about the roster as much as we have to start this year. Mm, I don't know about that's that. That's probably we'll not see. true. Because uh, there'll that's be some optimistic. other guy who will go on a deep slump, or maybe Wisdom's the next guy. There was someone uh, in our the uh, the the post post live you uh, post the post live comment section of yesterday's show. I was uh-huh. looking at them this morning, and this guy left a novel about how the Cubs need to DFA wisdom. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just feel like there's – it would only benefit Magical more if the Cubs were able to move him or send him to Iowa to just get every day at bats at the very least. And uh, he has options, so why not? Ramsey's, by by the way, agrees with me and wears his cargo shorts in the wintertime Ooh. even. And Vanilla Chill says... I used to do that one as a kid, too. Vanilla Chill declaring himself the leader of a green with Luke Association, the AWLA. Wow. Formerly. When was that established? 2023? I think probably tonight, most likely. Oh, okay. Probably most likely tonight. Uh, one thing we can all agree on, that Goose Island Beer Company is the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's <laughs> beer since 1988. Their beer roster 
is incredible. The Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, and the Full, the pocket, full pocket Pilsner. Pilsner. Look at that beautiful retro-looking premium lager can. Hell yeah. You know, I used to have a beer can collection when I was a kid, by the way. You don't come off as someone who, do, who would do that. I don't know why I did. I used to collect them for some reason. Were only uh, craft beers, or were you, were you collecting natural I don't know craft lights? beer. No, they were all kinds of beers. They, we'd go up to Minnesota on family vacation, and they'd have, like, mm. beers with, like, ducks, and Ham's beer was a thing back then. Mm, hams. I had a Billy, uh, Jimmy Carter, the president, had a brother, I think, named Billy, and he had a beer, Billy beer. Mm. <clears throat> anyway, grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue, in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer, CHGO's beer, your beer. And by the way, while you're chugging down one of those 312s, head out and check out FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It's spring. It's beautiful. It's baseball season. They've got the Aloha shirts, straw hats, Polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Look at our beautiful set decorations. Hayden Wisniewski bobblehead. Clark the Cub bobblehead. You got the Nico Horner one here. Anchoring too. our set here. Thank you for that. We love them. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non pre sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Niren was not expecting a Jimmy Carter reference, but it did happen tonight. Ham's the beer refreshing. Cubs Ham's of, the beer refreshing. Cubs have lost two in Ham's. a row. Used to be during a lot of Cubs games as a kid. <laughs> uh, Billy Cubs have, lo- have won two in a row, and uh, Collada still says we stinks. Collada agreed with Ryan. Ryan's not even here. No. What a total betrayal by the Godfather. Come on, Godfather. We give you all, we give you all the airtime. We give you all the praise despite how negative you are. Give us some credit. Let's enjoy a little James Ward says, Luke, talking about Jimmy Carter really showing his age, let's get Gen Z Ryan in here and start talking about some of those TikToks. <laughs> Let, listen, Gen Z he was Ryan. a president of the United States. Everybody should know the name Jimmy Carter, whether you were alive or not. Come on. I believe he was uh, heavily responsible for our national parks. And don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Cause yeah, I don't, no look up, don't look that up. I wasn't good at history either, but I think Jimmy Carter was big on the national parks. Saving the national parks. Uh, all right. Keegan, things that went well tonight, the Cubs win. Stroman was great. Talkman was good. Leiter was good. Dansby was good. Nico was good. Sale was good. The defense was good. The game was fast. Two in a row, all good things. Things that were not good tonight. Man, our guy, the mayor, Keegan Thompson, first time down in Iowa, two-thirds of an inning, four runs, three hits, three walks is what I really don't like in Nashville. Now, I will say, don't read too much into it. He's gone down to Iowa to figure something out. Mm -hmm. So whatever they have identified for him to work on, he was likely working on tonight. So don't think he just went down there and threw the same way he's been throwing at the major league level and was like, you know what, I'm just going to do the same thing and it'll be better at AAA and once I get in a groove, they'll call me back up. No, I'm sure they tried to identify something for work on this, whether it's the stride, whether it's his some part of his mechanics, whatever it might be, they said go work on it. Now, the results weren't great, but if he specifically, just like a Cactus League game, just went to work on that one thing, Eh, it's it, it's sort of like the first couple times we saw uh, Hendricks throw games at Iowa where the numbers were terrible, and you're like, listen, he's he's there to do specific things, not necessarily to pitch a perfect inning and get Iowa a win. Right. The results at Iowa are not about that for guys that are bouncing between the two levels. So. Right. Yeah, I don't really know because I couldn't, you know, we were watching the game. I was just following the tweets from Alex Cohen and Tommy Birch. Uh 
listen, like, people were kind of freaking out when Kyle Hendricks had his first couple starts back in Iowa. Right. Uh, and he, you know, he had some better ones before he's going to make a start tomorrow. And I don't even expect Kyle Hendricks to be uh, electric tomorrow. I, You know, I'm hoping that he just gives the Cubs quality innings and is able to, you know, not put the bullpen in shambles and not only go, like, two or three innings. So, uh, yeah, I – I don't, I don't know, man. Keegan Thompson has to be the biggest surprise of the entire season at this point. Mm. Right? The, he has, like, the the fall from last year, he has to be the biggest surprise. He was the one, one of the few guys coming into this year where we felt confident that he was going to be the leader of the bullpen. Surprising struggles? Yeah. Or just, Keegan, just surprise in Keegan general, Wisniewski. honestly. Wesneski. I mean, Bellinger, in a way, is a surprise. But on the positive side. On the positive there have side, been, yeah. There have been positive sides. As far as guys that have struck, well, three. There's three guys I can think of. They're all pitchers. Tyone, yeah. Keegan, and Westeski. Yeah. The thing about... The, the Tyone is maybe the most shocking. I guess, Cody, yeah. we I talked about the yeah. possibility he could be an ace yeah. going into the season. Hasn't happened so far. Yeah. Fair. But I, I think as far, up there. as far as, like, expectations for anyone in the bullpen, at the very least, we I, th- I feel like coming in the year, we were most confident with him. Yeah, I felt real good about him. Yeah. Wisniewski, I said, listen, roller coaster. We thought Keegan maybe was past the roller coaster. Yeah. And was right straight mayor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Keegan. So I, I hope he figures. It. I mean, I, I really you want guys to see. got to talk to him at Cubs Con. Seems yeah, like I mean, dude. I hope everything goes well for all those guys. All, all three are very likable guys. Yeah. Um, so you hope they go down and figure it out again. Guys have gone down before. Ian Happ went down. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber went down. Anthony Rizzo went down. It happens. Guys, guys have to go down to AAA and. Figure things out. Hopefully, uh, they come back better for it. Christopher Morrell had to go down. Now nine home runs in 13 games. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Stroh, about 45 minutes ago, so probably right as we were starting the show, uh, he just tweeted uh, the emoji. Oh, no. He does not like New York. He hates the Mets. How you like man. them apples? I love when the when Stroh has to face the Mets, the Dodgers, anyone in the NL East, because you just know those fan bases hate him. You you yeah, know he it. really you know those fan bases. He hate leaned him. in on that, didn't he? Oh yeah. Well, when you pitch the, like that, you might as well. The guy when ta- are you gonna face him again? The guy talks a lot, and he's he's been great this year. He's been great. You got to give credit where credit is due. I know the Mets fans won't do that, though. They're, you know, scumbags, like all, like all of the city of New York is. Oh, whoa. Uh, by the way, Barb says Jimmy Carter put solar panels in the White House. Uh, oh, the more well, you know. I was today years old when I learned that. Keegan Thompson struggled at Iowa today. Cody Hoyer. Shoved. Shoved. Steven, Spin who's zone. producing, White Sox fan. Yeah. Uh, inning and two-thirds for Iowa. One hit, no runs, two strikeouts, topped out at 98-9. Yeah, and the uh, Craig Kimball trade, that was the piece I was upset about moving. Not Madrigal, Correct. right? Hoyer. Yeah, I really liked Hoyer and still do. I, I hope he does well. He's got a really active arm. and Can he be a closer? Yes, absolutely. Assuming he's come back as strong as he was before, then yes. Maybe not this year. That's what I've said. I, I would... I don't know if I'd throw him into that position first time back from Tommy John, but I don't. I wouldn't do it right away, but it's definitely something by the end of the year. I'd be intrigued to see how well he's doing. Is ninety-eight nine up from what he was even throwing with the Sox? Sometimes guys come back and throw harder. Yeah, like that might. If that's his average, that might be a tick higher. He was well, still he, up there. He would he touch pe- that. He peaked really? at ninety-eight nine, but okay. uh, he, he he'd throw a hundred here and there. Really? Yeah, he oh. didn't average it, but yeah, he he could touch a hundred. It's been so long since the second half of twenty twenty one where I was brutally, mentally, just like in shambles after the trade deadline that I don't really remember a lot of what Cody Hoyer was doing in that second half. But I do know that he was 
he was pitching well for the Cubs in that second. That was probably one of the few, uh, you know, positives from the second half of 2021. So it's going to be exciting. He's going to be eligible, be eligible to come off the IL soon, and uh, he'll be, Alex Cohen said in a tweet tonight, you know, bullpen changing arm. So the Cubs need a guy like him. Now, we'll see who they demote to be able to fit him on the roster. But. <laughs> Carlos uh, says he agrees with me. Get his feet wet in majors before he closes. Um, I believe I saw who was above that. Uh, Brent was saying, I believe, very excited about Hoyer and his potential. Well, he's one of the guys we're looking forward to seeing pitch this season. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever it happens. He was someone we were talking about in the offseason about we were all trying. We would always talk. When we were talking about the bullpen, we would always be like, oh, yeah, they got these guys, these guys. And you know how the – the Cubs are trying to build the bullpen from within. Oh, and Cody Hoyer's coming back. So we've now we're almost to the point where we finally are going to be able to see what Cody Hoyer can do. And, and he's had success with the Cubs. Like I said, he was pretty good in that second half of 2021. Now, coming off Tommy John, I, I don't know what to expect. First few appearances, I don't expect the Cubs to put him in high leverage spots right away. No. So. Brent's asking he pitched in the Yeah, he pitched for the White Sox in the majors. Yeah. But not a ton. Not a ton, but he did pitch in the majors. Yeah, he he was Really effective when he did pitch, yeah. but yeah, it was small sample size, and he pitched with the Cubs for a little bit too, didn't he? Yeah, like I yeah, said, a couple outings, second player. half of twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm uh, the, obviously the Cubs need bullpen help, so hopefully well, I mean, he's the reinforcement that they need. Rewind our lives two days ago to Monday, and <laughs> we were, uh, you know, the world was collapsing. Yeah, and That's baseball though, right? And that is baseball. That's how. Yeah. That's why. The same we said going into this series, I said, you know how you turn around a miserable road trip like that? Sweep a homestand. Lose one game on the homestand. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if that's going to happen. They won the first – they're on the right path. Yeah. Go get well, it tomorrow. It's big that they Hendo won. Hendo comes back and finishes it off. Right. That would be a like huge it. boost to the team. Yeah. I – you know t- – Obviously, any win the Cubs get right now, considering their record, is huge. But tonight was a huge win because if they had lost tonight, uh, then you're going in tomorrow not knowing if you're going to win the series or not. And then the Reds have played well against the Cardinals this series. They won tonight, ten to ten to two, ten to three. The Reds aren't half bad. They're not like they have been the last five, six years as far as just being a team that rolls over and you and you can and anyone can be like. They're not they're not an easy team. And and the Rays are coming up next week too. So it's big that they got this win. Because last night I said win series. It's, yes. It's, there's even though it's not necessarily early, it's not late. Just win series. But sweep series would be better. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hope we sweep tomorrow and I hope Kyle <laughs> Hendricks comes out and shoves. You know what I mean? So I'm just happy that they won the series. So you go in tomorrow, feel a little bit a little you definitely feel a little bit more relaxed than the Mets do going into tomorrow. The uh, Godfather, a man of integrity, man of integrity, has admitted <laughs> being wrong. He says, "So glad Lighter Junior proved me wrong. I'm not wrong very often." Wow. I don't know about that though, Colada. Not wrong very often. I don't know. But bro. he did admit. You did say mistake. on in a chat a few few starts ago when Strowman had that bad. When you said Strowman's a number three starter at best. A lot of people have said that. Never, I, I don't forget these things. That said, big of you. Big of you. Big of you. Big of you, Collada. We got big a, of you, Godfather. We got 175 people still watching live. We're about 45 minutes into the show and 93 likes. Can we get that to 100? Please. Cody wore pants. Isn't that worth seven more likes? Isn't Cody wearing trousers worth seven more pants? Seven more uh, thumbs up? Yeah, come on, Luke. <laughs> Barb. Did you like it yet? You got to click the little hand that's like this. Uh, Cody, tell me about the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Well, like Dell Metrics, Luke, the ComEd Efficiency Program is wonderful. It's committed to uh, helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. They offer a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Oh, interesting. How does it work, Luke? 
Well, Cody, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually. They last about uh, two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers get a report detailing energy efficiency energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, stop sleeping on this. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Luke, did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? I sure did, Cody. Schedule it today. And while you're at it, tell me about Shady Rays because I know as you've been cruising around on your scooter and we've had all these sunny days and it's supposed to be sunny all the way through the weekend. It's like I look at my iPhone and it says sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. Summertime shy is almost here. Listen, folks, get the Shady Rays. The Shady Rays, they, uh, you know, when the sun the sun is out like it is here in summertime shy, almost summertime shy mm-hmm. officially, you're going to need your Shady Rays. You know, when the Cubs were going 7-2 and two on that road trip, you could use your Shady Rays to hide your face, your sad face from looking at the Cubs box score. Uh, they're, they're a great they're a great tool for anything. Um for but mostly vibes. because, yeah, mostly for vibes, though, right? Uh, so take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead of ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence like Luke does because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with your with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk. When you shop, their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners everyone in the chat everyone listening on apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code chgo for 50 percent off two pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people boom i read that better than ryan normally does we did it a hundred for hendo tomorrow a hundred likes and the godfather says hit the like or deal with the Godfather, Michael Collada. <laughs> I love the did, Godfather. I love. Did him. did Cody did Cody just say that he read that ad read better than me? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That and he d- he did it while wearing pants. I did it while wearing pants as well. Completely disagree. <laughs> uh, Ryan, we uh, hear that um, Ryan Herrera joins us from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. Uh, we hear that Kyle Hendricks will make his debut tomorrow. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, I was probably more expecting sometime over the weekend, but yes, he'll be uh, making his debut tomorrow, uh, according to Ross. David Ross uh, announced that after the game. Um, you know, he he had a couple bad outings in his rehab, you know, to start, and then came back to Chicago. Um, you know, did a bullpen with in front of the pitching coaches like Tommy Hadovy, Daniel Moskis. Um, and just kind of figured out what maybe was mechanically going wrong. Um, was able to get make, make a few tweaks and you know, has gone back down to AAA and has been pretty solid down there. So um, he seems to be ready. He's built up. Um, I don't know if he's going to be on a pitch count uh, tomorrow. I mean, I, David Ross is probably not going to say that <laughs> anyway pregame. Um, but he's he's pitched. He's built up to a, a good amount of pitches uh, down in AAA. He's having some success, and it's you know almost eleven months now since he actually pitched in a major league baseball game for the Cubs. So, um, yeah, definitely exciting. I, the reaction on Twitter has been pretty uh, good to see because you know Hendrick has had his struggles the last two years, and that is pretty obvious just the way the uh, um, you know you look at Fangrass and look at some of his stats. They're 
pretty much the worst of his career. Um, can you attribute any of that to the shoulder issues that bothered him? They have a capsular tear in his right shoulder. I don't know how much you can. I don't know if you, anyone knows how much you can attribute it to that. But uh, now that he's gone through that kind of rehab and recovery and hopes to be at, uh, you know, I don't know that he'll ever get back to peak Kyle Hendricks, like 2015, 16. But um, you hope you see something where he just adds another good, solid option for this starting rotation. When, you know, that we talked about preseason, like starting pitching was going to be where the Cubs have the most depth. And you hope Kyle Hendricks can just add to that. Uh, Ryan, uh, some folks in the chat. Uh, James Ward says, enough of the baseball talk. Ryan, what is your take on the great peanut farmer, President Jimmy Carter? Uh, you will not understand that because it was earlier in there. But I, we were curious if you knew anything about President Jimmy Carter. And I said, uh, I don't know about that. You know um, anything about Jimmy Carter? He's still alive, right? Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. I don't let the facts alive. get in the way of a good story. Wait a minute. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Did he recently pass away? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Oh, he was recently still alive. I think Jimmy Carter might have recently, like in the last year. He says year he's 98. He is alive. He is alive. He's still alive. So, hey, there you go. I know that about him. He's still walking. Jimmy, I know George that about Bush Jimmy Senior Carter. passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> Gerard says, yep, he's 98. That is true. There you go. Uh, Ryan, so what about Tyone? He moves to Saturday, and, you know, is that enough time to hit, for him to figure out what's going on? Um, I mean, if anything, it just gives him another few days, right? Um, it, will, it also splits up Steele and Smiley, I believe, in the rotation, uh, but gives him another few days, maybe, you know, pitching against the Reds this weekend, a team that we've expected to be towards the bottom of the NL Central that is at the bottom of the NL Central. Um, you know, the Cubs didn't, I think that what they, they split the, se- the two-game series after that third one got rained out or whatever earlier in the year. Um, but, yeah, I... If nothing else, like maybe facing a, um, I guess we could say poorer Reds lineup than what the Mets are putting out there right now this series. Maybe that maybe that helps him. Maybe a few more days of rest help him. Um, you know, obviously, it's kind of to the point where the Cubs just need to get him going. It's not really oh he just came back off the IL with a groin thing. Um, now it's to the point where he's he's got to get it going. So yeah, few extra days of rest. Uh, a lineup that's not as good as what the what the Cubs are facing tomorrow. Um, maybe that helps him. I, I think obviously the Cubs hope so, and uh, we'll see what comes from that. The fact that they haven't put him on the IL to like you know go work on some things or something, and the fact that they're moving him a couple days for rest, because is to me it's telling because um, a lot of the discourse about Tyone has been. Whether, you know, did they bring him back too early? Um, is he healthy? Uh, what is what is going on with him? And, yeah, I do think that, you know, facing the Reds is probably a, a better way for him to bounce back than uh, than the Mets tomorrow. So, I don't, I don't hate it. I also think Kyle Hendricks facing the Mets tomorrow is better than him facing the Reds because I don't remember him doing much good against the Reds throughout his career, to be honest with you, which is the weirdest thing. I don't have any facts behind that. <laughs> anyway. It was a nice win for the Cubs. Ryan, we were talking about that they just needed to be good, and Stroman was the guy to get it done again. I mean, he was – we saw the uh, the tweets about all the sinkers, and Brennan was excited about heat maps and location. But, I mean, it was pretty clear. Finally, I could re- understand one of these maps. Ball, lower left corner – all the time. Like, every pitch was just painting the bottom L in the strike zone, and he was on fire, and I don't know. I He likes to pitch at Wrigley Field, but I think he also likes to pitch against the Mets. Did did he have anything to say about that after the game? He Well, he kind of just downplayed that. Like, he said when he was – he said a younger Marcus Stroman maybe thinks of that as a revenge game. <laughs> but a, what, 32-year-old now, Marcus Stroman, uh, just – takes it for what it is, a game against the Mets. Um, yeah, but about the sinker and just really his overall outing, like it, he was as on point, I think, as we've pretty much seen him in a Cubs uniform. Even, you know, the, the, the inning he gave up the single and the home run, like both of those pitches were not in the strike zone. 
so it, it was a good pitches, but better pieces of hitting in that sense. Uh, but just for the, yeah, overall eight innings, you know, was efficient, just was getting ground balls. Like I think he had 18 out of 22 balls in play against him were on the ground. Um, it, it was like, not the prototypical Marcus Stroman outing per se, but like maybe towards the higher end of what you think, what do you think of when you think of a Marcus Stroman outing like that is maybe on the higher edge. Every ball is on the ground, um, you know, not giving up a ton of hard contact, being efficient through eight innings. Like that's, that feels like one of the, one of the best Marcus Stroman starts you can get. And he, you know, he mentioned, um, you know, he, not that he disagreed with David Ross, like he, he, would have gladly gone out there and tried to get that complete game. Um, but that, you know, he, he also thought that David Ross made the right decision, putting Mark Letter Jr. And in, in that pocket, you know, coming up three lefties, top of the order. Um, he didn't have any complaints about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's Marcus Strong. Maybe, maybe he does go out and finish that, that ninth inning, but he also got into a little bit of trouble in the eighth inning. I think he, you know, can acknowledge that and um, still know that he had a really, really good outing. You saw it the way, he was pumping up the crowd coming off the mound or coming, you know, coming off the mound, going into the dugout after that, after getting that double play in the eighth, um, you know, fired up, knew he pitched a great game. And yeah, I think, yeah, great. Just a great, like Marcus Stroman type of outing. Good uh, bullpen use by David Ross. Give him credit. He had, the, he had the right guy lined up at just the right time and he put him in. Uh, all right, let's get to who you got. We've got uh, some interesting picks. I'm not sure who I'm going with tonight. Uh, we had Ryan taking Saya. We had Corey taking Dansby Swanson. Brendan, of course, taking Nico Horner. I took Morell. Cody took Master Boney. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys had one hit. A lot of guys had yeah, an RBI. Cool. My guy, one guy twice. had a home run. One guy, one guy, one guy, had a, one guy had a home run. You got, you got to give it to to Brendan, in my opinion. See, I'm like totally fair when I'm not getting screwed. Like I, I know, I, I know I had Brendan voted, this. Yeah, it's not, it's not Morell. I know that. So I, I would, I would lean towards Nico tonight too. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> we agree that it's Nico. James Ward yeah, says yeah. Nico for no. sure. Shea says Nico. Gary says who took Talkman? Nobody. Nobody. I took him yesterday. And he was in the race yesterday. Evil Wax had a vote for Sam. Unfortunately, didn't win. Yeah, this segment gonna, is a lot more fun when we argue a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. But it like is. the last, the last two games have been pretty clear who won. Congratulations to Brendan, his third win of the season. Um, by the way, Jimmy Carter alive. Tina Turner has passed away. Yeah. Whoa. What was your favorite Tina Turner song? <laughs> What's love got to do with it? Do you know that one? Yeah, I know sure. that one. What about What's simply the best? There's some good do, Michael Jordan. Montage videos to simply the best. Oh yeah, okay. Better than all the rest, right? Was that pretty good? That was, was good. my scratchy voice. No, that was probably we the best part of the podcast. Another hero. This is my favorite part of the show tonight, far and away. <laughs> all right, that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna Pend put that in tomorrow. the post game in the description. If you want to hear Luke sing Tina Turner, listen to today's podcast. My scratchy <laughs> allergy voice actually played into that pretty well. I think. If I don't say so. Uh, one more thing before we go. Uh, last year in June, June 3rd, last year, I tweeted a picture of Marcus Stroman, and I said, Happy Marcus Stroman Day. And this is from CHO Cups Twitter account. I tweeted, Happy Marcus Stroman Day to all who celebrate, and we were bombarded by Mets fans uh, who don't like him <laughs> because he did not have a good start that day. And, well, if you know me, I took I, – I haven't forgot that. And tonight was the perfect time to go back to that tweet and look at the replies. Uh, I uh, quote tweeted some random dude uh, who said that uh, – <laughs> he asked, how's that going, as in, like, Stroman Day? And it was a Mets fan, like I said, and I said – I quote tweeted him and said, spectacular, if we're being honest. Oh, and real mm. quick, before we go, Ryan <laughs> – Gary is obsessed with the options for Assad. And I, I said the only thing I wasn't sure about is whether or not an injury for him being called up this time allowed them not to use one of those options. Does that have any factor no. in it at all? So he's got no, one he, left. He was able to come up before the 15 days because to replace an injured player, but it's, it, 
if he were to get optioned, it would still count against his five options. So he has no, he has two left technically. He's got this one, two That's left. What I thought. This yeah. one, and then if he were to be recalled, then option again, that would be the last option. They can recall him again after that fifth option, but then they wouldn't be able to option him back then. Yeah, okay. I, I, I. There you go, Gary. Ryan knows all me. when it comes to roster stuff. It's all I about don't. the options. I know nothing about the rosters. I I make that very clear. I just rant. That's it. Today the option was Marcus Stroman. Tomorrow the option, Kyle Hendricks. We don't need another hero. Okay. Simply the best. Simply Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs <laughs> podcast presented by DraftKings. 110 likes. Uh, America's top rated sportsbook. People. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO. When you sign up, we'll see you back here pre-post tomorrow. And until then... We don't need another hero. Simply the best. Fly the W.